0: So, Kelly, I want you to come and help us to, to create this focus and talk about what support we have from the planetary beings for this. I can
1: planet. totally do that, but I do have a prompt for you because <laughs> the things I want to talk about today, Venus and Mars and the eclipses. And so I would love it if you would give us a one-sentence snapshot of what each of the seven primary archangels and chakras are good for, so that we can choose who to call in to support our work, whatever our focus and intentions may be, right? Because sure. I want to talk about how the masculine and feminine are coming together to make something else happen and, and some other things, but I want them to have that, if you could. Sure,
0: I can do that. I usually try to be a little more allowing our higher selves to choose who we interact with but it's such an exciting time and and the archangels are so available for us to participate with them that i think that they allow us to choose as well you know but we uh, we also give our higher selves permission to bring those others with us so do you want me to do that now cuz i can definitely do that in our as as part of the 1111 i would be happy to do that Yeah,
1: that would be great. I mean, you don't have to go too deep. Like I said, kind of a one sentence, what they're good for and how we can be supported by them as we move through this gateway.
0: Okay. So the archangels recognize and reflect the qualities of consciousness that are in each of our chakras. And so what we may be noticing that we need could be from each of those chakras. So if we are aware of what the gifts are, then we can invite that archangel to bring more of those qualities of consciousness into our lives. So if we come up to the crown, once again, coming up into the crown, we are receiving this this empowered light and wisdom from the divine presence of Archangel Metatron. When we are into our third eye, we have the presence and the illumination and the gifts of equanimity, of expanded perception, of inspiration from Archangel Uriel. And he's going to be with us at the gate, I know. Sometimes I get surprised, but I have a feeling on that one. So we also have this ability through our throat chakras this is where we express our gifts. This is our soul gifts to the world, our creativity. And that's what our throat chakra is there to support us with. So, Archangel Zakhael is here to help us express our creativity, our soul gifts in the world. And zachael isn't one of those ones that's really well known, but He's very blue. (laughs) So you can notice that, you know, when you start seeing blue in your meditation, that you might be having a visitation or a gift from Archangel Zachael at that moment. So bringing this alignment through to our hearts now, our hearts are offering this incredible unconditional love. And it's being activated more today because of the 1111 and the presence of the archangels. So this heart chakra is here to bring unconditional love into the world. It registers divine love. And it is brought forth from Archangel Raphael, who is the angel of healing and love on the earth. Raphael is bringing legions of healing angels into this time It's so needed for people to have more hope and really feel like they are being supported in their healing time. And then we move into our solar plexus. And this is the place where we, this is our power center. So it's really not surprising that this is where Archangel Michael resides. And Archangel Michael is bringing us this incredible presence of courage and protection and strength so this is one of those incredible beings that we really need to have a lot of support from at this time and he is the one that is known to be the archangel that is watching over the birth of the aquarian age so he he's been designated and so he's very very present for us and then we move down into the svadhisthana the, the second chakra And in that area, this is where we have a connection to Archangel Gabriel. And Archangel Gabriel is the angel of creativity and supports our intuition and our connection to creative solutions in the world. And so where you may notice that you definitely need a creative solution, Archangel Gabriel would be the one that you would invite in to help you with that. And he also holds this unity consciousness. He is the presence between the polarities so that there is this essence of truth and unity and allowing of our creativity to be brought forward. And then at the base chakra, we are connecting to Archangel Sandalphon, who is the angel of well-being and Strengthening us, comforting us to know and always remember that all our needs are being met with grace and ease. So this is this is the powerful presence of Archangel sandalfon who, you know, you can feel his wings just supporting you in this pure love. So those are our super helpers, and they are really available for this new time and. I invite you to choose and and invite whoever you need into your life.
1: Thank you, darling.
0: That was perfect. Thank you for asking.
1: The only thing I would add is, isn't it Uriel who holds the blueprint? And so there are a lot of things that we are being reset to our basic original principles, right, that we would like to integrate. And so I like calling on him to remember my purpose, my truth and purpose, And so let's dive in. Let's start with the light because today is that activation of light within us and for the world. And one of the things coming up are eclipses. They redistribute the light. They interrupt the flow of light. They allow us to see from other perspectives and they give us what I call a break to realign because of that interruption. We can interrupt our habitual patterns in a certain way and reset consciously when you know about them right and so right now there are some way bigger themes going on underneath what personal work we might do and add to this gate of power that we're moving through we are currently in the scorpio real gate of power and the ancestor time so i always include the ancestors with these angels we can call on them as well to assist and support us in our endeavors and our intentions and things. So with eclipses, it's always bringing change. And what we want to do is call in the change that we're really ready for, willing to create space for, and able to really follow through on at this time. And so part of the big changes that have already been going on for the last year or two has been about 18 months of Gemini Sag eclipses, cracking open our consciousness and asking us to elevate our thinking and to think in new ways and different ways. And most of it has affected our home and work and self versus other fundamentals, right? So we've had to shift how we do these very basic one-on-one things, just being here, right? But one of the beautiful things I always say, if, if nothing's in place, then anything's possible. And so right now, while we're in this reset, we can absolutely call in what we need. Honoring the fact that there is a social collective awakening going on. That Gemini Sag energy always comes around. And that happens every year during May, June for Gemini. The end of November, beginning of December for Sagittarius. So we're about to enter this zone. The other thing that's happening with our light is that we have three back-to-back super new moon. And one of which is an eclipse. So that means that the alignment with the earth is stronger. And the magnetic pull is stronger and we're feeling things that we may not be able to identify because of the new moon means the sun and moon are together so we can't see it. It's not as much fun as the super full moons that we can see that come in pretty colors and, and rest on the horizon and make us feel like we can touch it. But I do think it makes our sunsets bigger and more beautiful. But in our bodies and in our minds and our emotions and things, there's a little bit stronger of a pull during these next three lunations. And that would be right now what we're in with Scorpio Taurus. And then we're going to Gemini Sag. And then in the January is going to be Cancer Capricorn. All three of those new moons are going to be super new moons. That means, again, with whatever your intentions are, they can manifest quicker and with more ease and grace. There, It's like opening a channel, just like we're stepping through for a gateway here. The other thing about eclipses and these three lunations in particular is that it's not just an annual reset that we would normally go through in November, December, January. This, because of the eclipses, is tying in 10 and 20 year cycles. So basically, we have completed a path between 2002 And 2022, this 20-year path that we've been on, has run its course in terms of consciousness and awakening, and it's time to go to the next level with that, right? One of the things that happened this year, too, was Venus retrograding in Gemini. That contributes as well to stirring up our values and priorities, and the language I've used lately is that it expanded our options and opportunities and presented all these ways of thinking we would have never considered pre-2020 or pre-COVID. And now we've sort of been cracked open to have to think in new ways. And what's going to shift from there with these Taurus Scorpio eclipses, which are coming in over the next year and a half, we have to get into embodiment. The same thing is doubling up with the Venus cycle because she stirred up all these ideas and opportunities and options and different ways of living and alternative living, right? Right now, as of November 5th, went into Capricorn until March 6th. So she's going to spend this whole time In Capricorn, restructuring all kinds of things in our values and priorities. So this has most to do with our roles and responsibilities, our boundaries within the context of our relationships, partnerships, and collaborations. And we, again, are resetting, calling in the new. So we're having kind of like these double layers. Moon is always associated with our emotions and things. Venus, like I said, is our values and priorities and our relationships and finances. All of these things have been stirred up, right? Right. All of them have been tremendously stirred up. But as we shift into November, December, January, we have more access to earth energy and we're going to be called to make some commitments, to make some choices, to choose some new collaborative people to play with, you know, new partnerships and relationships. Some of you may have heard my Kelly mantra. We want to call in reciprocal relationships, creative collaborations, profitable partnerships, flourishing friendships, And constructive communities, okay? We see lots of destructive communities. We want to be part of the constructive community. So this is our relationships and collaborations that are getting renewed in a certain way. And it's about to get literal. So again, with all these ideas, having to get into containers or all of the creativity that maybe got activated within you that wasn't grounded and couldn't get grounded. It was really hard. We had all these new ideas and new possibilities, but it was really hard to anchor anything and stabilize it. Now comes the stabilizing energy. So we want to open up to that as well and know that the intensity is part of it. And if you can remember back, the zone that we're in, that is major crossover is basically the last time we were here was around 2013. And if you go back further around 2003. So if you can feel that crossover time where you were awakened to much creativity and new belief systems and new possibilities for yourself and then had to commit or choose or ground something or embody and express it in a whole new way for yourself. Those years stirred all that up again. And so what I always call people's attention to is the thread of continuity. The things that were going well during those years, you want to duplicate or deepen your dedication. And the things that did not go the way you wanted them to, of course, we don't want those to circle back. One of the big deals about Venus retrograde, which only happens every 18 months, is that old loves and old friends can circle back. So be prepared for that. (laughs) We also don't want to make any sudden moves in our relationships. We want to work on ourselves between now and February and what we want within the context of our relationships and finances, and then make some choices in the spring and make those commitments and create those containers for whatever creative ideas have been bubbling for you. It's time to give them a, a little bit of a foundation. So some of the details that I want to go into just to give you a real quick couple of prayer days for the month of November is that, you know, I've sort of touched on Venus. And so our sacred feminine is resetting itself around, like I said, our roles, responsibilities and boundaries with Mars doing its thing in Scorpio. We are back to a conception point and a reconnection with our own individual power to make those choices, to choose what we are passionate about and what we really care about. Mars is also our sacred masculine, and that is the part of us that can get our ideas in the world, negotiate on our behalf, and hold good boundaries. So if the feminine can define what those good boundaries are, the masculine can enforce it, right? And that is all within us, men and women. We all have both. So this is our power to create anything. We bring masculine and feminine together to create anything. So it's even more juicy that Venus is in Capricorn asking us to get our values and priorities around our fundamentals and our basic priorities right now for home and work and food and shelter. And, and I'm, when I say basic, I mean basic, <laughs> very basic. And then Mars and Scorpio at this conception point of new power, that means we're connecting that power to what we're gonna bring into form. And we can bring those two together in a way that is so powerful over the month of November, December, which also let me just lay out a little quick overview before I do those details is Scorpio is our conception point annually. This is when we go back to zero and we conceive the new year and we sort of compost the old year. We let go of all the debris or the waste or the non-essential in Scorpio time. And that would be 2021 for us right now, as we conceive 2022. When we move into Sag next month, we get to expand the vision. Right now we're consulting with the soul. We're going within. In Sag, we're gonna come into our consciousness and into our beliefs and what we believe to be true or possible for ourselves. And we're gonna be called to think bigger, to expand that. Whatever you're thinking, think bigger. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. We always limit ourselves and leave room for spirit and the angels to help, right? So this is something greater, this or something better. You can ask for what you want, but always leave that wiggle room for spirit to bring in something even better that you couldn't even imagine, and so if we work the soul piece in and we work the consciousness piece in, when we get to Capricorn in January, that's when we can really create something solid and kick off the new year in a certain kind of way. We are building each month by month. And so for November, just yesterday, November 10th, Mars linked up with Saturn in a way that is challenging us to grow out of our comfort zone and into new territory. But one of the things about both Jupiter and Saturn are in Aquarius right now, which is very rare. Jupiter's only there every 12 years. Saturn's only there every 30. So that's very special. Last time we had Jupiter, there was 09. So if you can remember anything about the awakening and expansion of your creativity and your community would have been 2009. And I know Shanta and I were together live in person in those years. So that was fun. We did expand our community in big ways. But what's happening is Jupiter's our truth and Saturn's our purpose. And Mars is kind of squaring off with both of them and they're bookending all this energy in between. So we open with having to reorganize in our literal space, right? Our environment, our bodies, in our physicality, we have to check in with ourselves on these new emerging values and priorities and see what needs to be set up, what kind of structures and boundaries are gonna be good for you in the new year because it's gonna be super creative and very mystical. Jupiter's gonna be in Pisces. There's gonna be a lot of good energy for your imagination and the cultivation of your creative ideas, but you've gotta have that base to in order for it to thrive. And so right now we might have to rearrange a few things in our reality in order to channel more of our own power and to take that on in a certain way as we move on. So our reality kind of has an adjustment. And then Uranus and Taurus across from Mars and Scorpio is like cracking open your again with that awakening of consciousness of your unique brilliance, of your unique genius, bringing that into full embodiment because of that Taurus piece. Right. And one of the things Shanta was talking about earlier too, I wanted to follow up on is what I think Uranus and Taurus is doing. It's helping us upgrade our, our body, like the frequency within our body, because we are electrical beings, we're electromagnetic beings and earth's frequency has more than doubled in recent years. And so in order for us to keep up and stay grounded and stay in our human bodies, we have to kind of have this rewiring of our electrical system that Uranus is doing for us. So we can absolutely call in that support for a reset around that, because, again, that unlocks your unique genius and allows you to choose the right actions and the right timing for you to take those actions. That's what else we're calling in our own unique right timing for these new choices and things. But this awakening is an awakening to the power you have within your own physical body. It is such a magnificent thing. (laughs) I don't want people to forget about the body all up in this headspace that a Western culture likes to keep us trapped in. Mars is also going to trine with Neptune. Now this is the mystical part. This is where we can definitely call in the angels Oh, let me give you the date. Uranus would be November 17th. If they want to do a prayer day, November 17th, the next prayer day will be November 29th with Neptune. This is the mystical one. And we get to connect to our higher self, our spirit guides, our angels, ancestors, and animal guides. All of that is tied in with that A trine is ease and grace. So this would be a good time for you to do divinations for the new year and kind of inquire about what you're going to see and put forth for the new year. And then a sextile is an opportunity with Pluto. And this is very powerful, December 6th. And that means Mars is our lower will, Pluto's our higher will. And they're coming together with an opportunity for growth, which means that we, again, in that conception point, we are conceiving the new that's going to allow us to channel more power or more creativity, because that is our power, right? That's our superpower. And it's going to close on Jupiter with that square December 8th. So again, with this, once we go through these little steps, right, of adjusting the reality, integrating the awakening, connecting to spirit and going a little deeper, allowing the transformation that Pluto brings, then we can step into the new truth and story for the new year. So that is our energetic support. Lots of break to realign. We're coming out of the mental, fiery imagination, ideas and ideology realms. And like I said, we're getting more into embodiment and what we can actually hold in form so we can call those things in as well and i think that's it chanta unless you have something i missed or didn't go deep enough anyone else to ask questions i'm open but i think we're all good those soul gifts i tried to bring in some of the things that you had mentioned as well because again the energies just so support us to getting back to our own center yes